Get ready for the Very Visible Business Podcast with David Averin. Each week featuring a candid and raucous conversation with some of the most innovative, outspoken, and entrepreneurial business minds in the world today. This is the Very Visible Business Podcast, and here's David Averin. And welcome to the Very Visible Business Podcast. My name is David Averin, and today we have a great show. We, uh, we're, we're talking about personal branding. We're talking about who you are, who do you want to be in the world, in the marketplace, and how that pertains to reputation and quick clue um, quite, quite a bit. And there's, there's nobody better than, than Rory Vaden. Now, you may recognize the name Rory Vaden um, as somebody who uh, you probably had a crush on in high school. Or something. <laughs> uh, probably not because he because he wasn't there very long because he is a wonderkind a black belt at like 11 he graduated high school Rory how old were you when you graduated uh, 17 17 well it's a little bit early well, but he got his undergraduate degree and his master's degree on the same day but of course he couldn't so he like got his undergraduate degree ran across campus to get his master's because he did all of that at the same time at age 20 or something because he is that once in a generation freak, um, uh, as disturbingly handsome and good looking as well with gorgeous children and wife. And he's the kind of guy that you like want to be around, but want to hate because he's, he's just too perfect, but he is also uh, a dear friend. And we met when he was very young and I have watched him build some of the most unbelievable companies and brands and eight figure companies. And, um, and he's got a new venture that we're going to talk about as well that is just sensational. Quick official bio, Rory Vaden is the New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. He's the world's leading expert in reputation strategy, and his insights have been featured in the Wall Street Journal, uh, Forbes, heard of him, CNN, Entrepreneur, uh, Fox News Television, and several other major media outlets. As a world-renowned speaker, his TEDx talk has been viewed over 2 million times, he is twice a finalist for the world champion of public speaking, recently named one of the top 100 leadership speakers in the world by Inc. Magazine. And just recently, depending on when it is you're listening to this podcast or watching it live, I sat in the audience and cheered hard as he was inducted into the National Speakers Association Hall of Fame, the youngest American. Is that true? I think that's true, isn't it? Like yeah, one, yeah. One of the youngest ever to be named for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What he has accomplished, you know, people talk about, you know, with the military and they do more by 6 a.m. than most people all day. This kid did more by age 25 than 95% of us will do in our lifetime. And who better to talk to, who better to learn from than Rory Vaden? He's the co-founder of Brand Builders Group, where he teaches people, him and his team, how to build a rock solid reputation and monetize their personal brand. That was an excessively long and gushing introduction. That Rory, was huge. And I've never great? heard you say good looking. I mean, all that other stuff is true, but the good looking is that that's the highest compliment I've ever gotten from you. Dude, you were, you were on TV commercials and I'm like, is that Rory? Like, what doesn't he do? Like, <laughs> like, there, I oscillate between just loving you as a brother and a friend and, and being highly resentful. So I just want to throw yeah. that out at the beginning I, of this. And I, I feel like we go back and forth it's just because it's like, I feel like your younger brother, but you, you've also been such a mentor and, you know. And back, back and forth. And that's the greatest thing is, is you know, when, when somebody's much younger than somebody else or whatever in the early part of their relationship or even in school between my kid who's a 16-year-old in school and somebody else who's 12, when you get to that point where everybody's a grown-up uh, with, with big finger quotes around it, um, there's that wonderful opportunity 
for a reciprocal relationship. And that's the thing that I appreciate now. It is the student and the master and the master and the student and the friendship permeates all of it. So enough for everybody listening into the, this gushing relationship. I want to talk uh, hard content. I want to talk personal brand. I want to give, yeah. give me a bit about your background. So let us know where you came from so that we know where you are today. And, um, and our audience, our listeners, and those who view this on YouTube and on the, on the website as well, um, can walk away some real tangible things about how do we build that reputation? How do we build that personal brand? And, and what's different than sort of the traditional things that we've been taught over the last decade? Yeah, well, I think, you know, in terms of my personal story, I always talk about how I was raised by a single mother and we didn't have a lot of money. We lived in a trailer park. We moved a lot when I was a kid. My mom sold Mary Kay. So I know more about makeup than I do about cars. <laughs> and I am, you know, I'm upset because my hair is looking a little bit flat right now on camera and I'm just like, okay, well I have to deal with that. But so I've always been a little bit of a pretty boy, but um, you know, I got involved in sales. I went door to door for several years. Then my wife and I started a company we we did one-on-one -on -one sales coaching and we did that for years and and we helped grow that company to eight figures we exited that last may before you move on and we don't talk too much but give me an idea of, of how many employees how many people you worked with and this was something you did in your in your 20s of building a, a business well in excess of 10 million a year um but part of the the brilliance of this was building the team and building the strategy. And before you brush over that real quickly, give it, give us a better sense. How many people do you have working for you? What were they doing every day? Well, yeah, nobody was working for me as we, you know, like to talk. It's like they, sure. we, we create an environment where everybody was working for themselves and it was certainly a team. Uh, but we have about 200 people or so that were, were, you know, involved at the time that we left. And we started it with four of us in the very beginning. And yeah, we were like 23 years old. And, you know, here's to me, here's the most fascinating part of that whole journey, Dave, was that, you know, I had had my whole identity wrapped up in this company for such a long time that when you leave it, you kind of go, gosh, who are you? You know, and and that is what got us really inspired about what we're doing now, because, you know, you, you leave behind all your contacts, you, 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 you leave behind certain relationships and things. And but the thing that the thing that followed us was our reputation. And we realized that you can take away everything from someone. You can take their business, you can take all of their tools. It's, it's kind of like, um, I don't remember exactly who said this, but they said, you know, it was like a big Fortune 500 company. They're like, if you burn this place down and everything with it, but you kept the people, we'd have the whole thing rebuilt back in a couple of years. Yep. And you know, for us, it literally was my wife and I, and, and now here we are rebuilding a new, a new space. We're in personal branding because we believe in reputation. And I think personal branding, I think people confuse too easily with like, oh, that means you have a video course and you're a social media person or you're a speaker. Right. And it's like, you know, that's not what uh, uh, reputation has been around for years. And that's what it's about. And, and reputation precedes revenue. Everywhere you go, if you don't have a revenue problem, like if you think you have a revenue problem, you don't have a revenue problem. You have a reputation problem. Either people don't trust you or, you know, they don't know about you. It's one of those two things. Um, but, you know, we've been really blessed here in the last couple of years to go, man, we left with our reputation intact and we've had so many people like you rally behind us. And I think we're just really passionate about helping 
small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, you know, anybody that has a message, whether it's like a personal message, like they do want to write a book, or if it's a CEO of a company or a VP of marketing or somebody who just wants to build a following to drive awareness for what their current job is. Right. That is what we, we, we love doing, but it's, it's about reputation first. Sure. Talk to me, talk to me about, uh, about mindset before you talk about process, because everybody has a reputation. It's just whether it's good or bad, right? It's like when they talk about wanting to make an impact in your organization, everybody makes an impact. It's just either a positive one or a negative one. So, so everybody's known for something. How, how do you bring sort of the idea of intentionality into yeah. um, building that brand and cultivating it? Because, you know, from my perspective and the work that I did for so long in marketing and you and I did a lot of work together is, is really understanding that sort of like decide who you want to be first. And then what does it take to build that, that path there? How, what is your mindset and what's your process to get there? Well, here's, here's the thing that we've kind of discovered as we've been looking at this, you know, over the last couple of years is, is something we call the reputation formula. It's like, what is a reputation exactly? Well, we believe now that reputation is simply this, results times reach equals reputation. Results times reach. And for many of us, we've kind of been taught, this is like the baby boomer generation, right? It's like, you gotta work hard and you should be loyal and you should you know, be committed and be disciplined and, and all these things. You know, in my first book, Take the Stairs, was all about self-discipline and, and we believe in all that. But what we realized is that you can ha have really great results, but if, if I don't know about you, I can't buy from you. Right. And so you're missing the reach. The reach is a component that a lot of us who really focus on character development and like doing the right thing, but it's like, that's not enough. People have to know about you. They, you have to get out and tell the story. And, you know, you can look at, here's a couple of good examples. So first of all, you know, you have Mother Teresa. Everybody knows her. Great results, very positive, sure. huge reach, huge positive reputation. Adolf Hitler, also big results, very negative, but a huge reach to huge right. neck negative reputation but here's the here's the here's the, the the catchy one michael phelps most people know winningest gold medal olympian in all of all time something right. like 24 gold medals huge results huge reach um ha, have you ever heard of jenny thompson do you know who jenny thompson is i know who she is but you heard me tell you too you heard me no say no i just i'm just i'm a the olympian correct Yes. Yeah, so, but, I, but I'm a big Olympics nut, so I may not be the, the best you know, person to question that. Okay. Well, it's sort, it sort of like the second man to walk on the moon kind of thing. And, you know, you know all these weird stuff. Yeah. So, so, but anyways, a lot of people haven't heard of Jenny Thompson, but she is the winningest female Olympian of all time. Also from the U.S., also a swimmer. Most people have never heard of her. Result. What, what's the difference? Tell me why. Reach. So it's, it's, it is reach. Now, I can't speak to them specifically about why does Michael Phelps have so much reach and she doesn't? I mean, there could be lots of different things. The, the, the thing that matters, though, is you, you don't want to be the best kept secret. That right. is the crappiest thing of all time, right? Like you, and, you and people wear that with a badge. You know, we're the best kept secret. You know, unless you're working in the Beltway in Defense Department in, outside of D.C., other than that, not a good thing. And, and not so, a good thing. Boy, you know, listen, we've, we've never done marketing. We've never had to. Yeah how good could you be if you actually did something, if you took active steps to, to promote 
But yeah, I think people wear that as a, as a false badge of honor. They do. And you get, and then what happens, you get pissed off when you see someone like Kylie Jenner, right? The youngest billionaire in history. And she had all of the reach, but you know what, whether you like the girl or not, she created a massive result from her reach. And, and in today, I think that the part that is kind of one thing that's fascinating is I think over history, it's been all about results. But now, you know, ever since social media, it's like the reach is the result, right? right? The, 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 the rock gets the movie deals because he has 80 million direct followers. Like he is the movie who cares what the plot is. People are coming to see him and he has direct access. And he was the first actor in Hollywood to demand a separate fee just for social media marketing, just as a part of what he was paid. And now he controls, he controls the audience and that's the big shift. And if you're a big company, this is something that you should, should scare the crap out of you is the, the game has changed to where it's like people don't do business with companies. They do business with people. Right. It's always been that way, but now people have a direct access. Right. Um, and, and it's like, they're following, they're following the people. So if, if, if your best, your most, you know, notable person leaves you, that's a big problem because all of that trust and credibility goes with them. Now, the flip side is if you, if you learn how you know, to develop a strategy and go, how can we create, how can we cultivate healthy personal branding inside of our organization to drive our organization that can be extremely powerful. Um, but you know, the, the people have the power. Right. Well, let, let's look at it from two perspectives, because I think this is really fascinating for our audience. Um, we understand the basics of it, but I think there's a real thought behind both the reputation, who you are and, and who you're reaching. If we're breaking down even the reach, you know, I, somebody and my, like from my perspective, I would call that visibility, right? What does that look like? But doesn't it, doesn't it also require um, a, a real strategy of, of who we're trying to reach? What do they watch and what do they read and where do they recreate and congregate and dine? And then what are the, the best venues to do that, right? I mean, because there, there's no shortage of people who have a blog. Is anybody reading it? Um, <clears throat> I was having a conversation with my person about this podcast as I look to build the audience of this, creating sort of a critical mass of content <clears throat> and then going to market and sort of peeling back the curtain. But as I was talking to my podcast producer, who's, who's in charge of making sure it's posted on all of the places and everything else, I said, understand that my goal is not to, to record a podcast and have it posted. The goal is to increase my reach and my visibility and to build my brand. This is just one of the tools and tactics to do it. Do people focus too much on the tactics and not recognize the strategy behind it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that the people focus on tactics and they focus on things like technology, which is stupid. Strategy is always way more valuable than technology. And that's one of the reasons we started Brand Builders Group was because we saw, because Brand Builders Group is a personal brand strategy firm. Now we do execution and we're agency on the back end. So we will we'll, we'll build the funnels and pull the levers and build the websites and all that stuff on the back right. end. But the reason we got into the space was there's people that were teaching you how to do a book, how to do a podcast, how to run webinars, how to build a website, like how to do visual identity, how to be a speaker, how to, how to do all the, you know, do a book launch or whatever but nobody sitting on top of that going, how do you make all this crap fit together? How does, what is How do we make sure that somebody sees it or hears it or watches it or engages with it? 
because they even asks, who do I want? It even says, who do I want? Just like you're saying. Now we, we subdivide reach into direct and indirect. And that's a big, uh, that's a big thing. Tell me more about that. What does that mean? Well, you build your direct reach. Like, you know, my direct reach would be my podcast, my blog, my email. It is the people who I can instantly directly get a message out to but you are a part of my indirect reach because of my reputation and our friendship and our relationship. Anyone that you have access to, I also have access to. So you it's, there's, there's two strategies there. There's building my direct audience always, but then there's also realizing who can I reach through my indirect audience. And when you do, you know, like just to use, um, you know, like if you're going to launch a book, okay, if we go to the real personal brand, like, you know, publishers are always saying, what is your platform? But right. what they're really asking right. is, how many people can you reach? Right. You may but, but, only- well, I was say, But isn't, isn't that the hub and spoke model, right? Isn't that the, the, the magic? I wouldn't say beauty, but the, the real benefit of, of what social networks are. It's not just who you're reaching, but who you know and who they reach because then you're exponentially huge. But it's how do you cultivate those relationships? Because you and I are both hit up constantly by somebody who says, would you promote my ex? Yeah. And, and I almost have to have sort of the sacred relationship with my audience that I don't, I don't want to, them to feel like I'm pitching stuff to them all the time. That isn't mine. So how do you, <laughs> right? But, but so how do you teach that? And how does somebody do it in a way that is, that is um, not necessarily subtle, but, but, but strategic and, and accepted where you can say, hey, this is something I recommend without somebody feeling like you're doing a, a commercial all the time. Well, some of the strategies, is, how do you teach that? Well, here's the great irony of personal branding. It's not about you. It's about your audience. It's not about vanity. It's about service. The way that you build relationships with people is you serve them like selflessly without any without anything that you want in return it's why you and i are so close right for years you helped me and just helped me Um, and it's like nobody can ever buy the loyalty i have for you because nobody will ever have a chance to impact my life in the way that you did at that time Um, thank you and and that is and that is what it's about right and and so all of our relationships you know like that we have now brand builders group a lot of them came from, we were helping speakers and authors uh, and influencers long before we were ever in this business. We were, in a, we were doing sales training. And what happened was we were trying to help all of our friends. And then all of a sudden, one day we woke up, we weren't in that business anymore. And then all of our friends were like, you should come into this business. We'll help you. And you have all these relationships. So service always wins like it in the long term and reputation is a long game. You have to play the long game. And that's right. why most people suck at it. Most people suck at playing the long game. Most people are absent a long-term perspective. They're trying to figure out how do I make money right here, right now? Or how do I get power or influence right here, right now? That is, that's the killer. Yeah, but how do you, but let's all play devil's advocate. Let's balance that. People have to pay bills today. They, they, right. But you're talking about building something that they want to do the big stuff too quick. Right. They, um, I mean, talk, cause you talk about, you've got sort of your 13 characteristics of a rock solid reputation. Sure. Right. Take us through a little bit of what that is, because I think it pertains to what you said, because number one on the list 
is the one that probably people bristle at the most, which is patience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Patience is the thing that nobody wants to have, but it's, it is a big part of what separates the greats from everyone else. Now that doesn't mean you, you sit and wait. It means you work while you wait. It means that you, you are doing all the right things with the faithful, the faithfulness and the trust and the belief and the, the confidence of knowing that if I do the right things long enough, the big results going to show up. And that's the hard part is you're, you're doing all the things that nobody is watching. Nobody is seeing. This is take the stairs, right? Right. This is building the foundation. It's discipline, isn't it? It is discipline. And that's what, you know, take the stairs was all about was, was being willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do for a really, really long time. I started speaking when I was 17 years old. I spoke for 304 times for free um, by the time I was 23 years old. So now someone says, oh, well, you know, look at this, this guy is 37 years old and he gets paid all this money and he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. I've been at it for 20 freaking years. Right. And, no, and I still am a nobody. Like nobody knows who I am. Like nobody, like a, Over, overly humble, but, but I understand what you're trying to say, but here, here's what I've seen from you. And I, and I marvel at it because I'm not that guy, whether it was from your early years of going door to door, 13 hours a day, six days a week, cold showers every day for years. We had these conversations 20 years ago that I'm like, who, who does this? And the early conversation we had that I think is so pertinent to this, and it, and it goes from your early sales days to the brand building today, which is the whole concept of, of everybody wants to take the shortcut. Everybody wants to win the lottery or, or get on TV because they're outrageous or whatever. But the, there's one, it doesn't mean that doesn't happen. It does happen. But the one sure path to success, as you have always taught, is being willing to do the things that other people aren't. And I think that's part of where the patience, it's not waiting, it's spending your time doing the work. I saw a social media post that you did years ago and I've rarely seen you riled up because you are, you are, you are, you, you, you are focused, you work, you're, you're dynamic, you're great on stage, you're very humorous, great relationship with your people and your, and your lovely wife, AJ, as well. But I saw you fired up one time because you had been criticized um, probably excessively by others who were quite frankly jealous. I don't think you would use the word, but I would use the word. You're like, why does he have this? And why does he have, turn that off here. Why does he have this, whatever else? And, and your response, which I remember, this was years ago, was while you're sleeping on the plane. Airplane, yeah, I remember this. Right? You remember this one? But it, it was profound for me. And I think it's profound for those who are listening or watching this right now. He said, while you're sleeping on the plane, I'm working and I'm writing, and I'm reading, and I'm learning. And it doesn't mean that people shouldn't have balance, but stop being a hater for somebody who's willing to do the work. And I think the people who come to your brand builders group um, and learn these processes, not about the process, it's about the product that, that is result. And I'm, I'm not trying to do a, a, a commercial for you because I believe in this firmly. As you talked about sort of visibility, the greatest source of, of, of you know, it, your biggest competition isn't your competitors. It's it's anonymity. Yeah. It's people don't know who you are. It's, it's being lackadaisical or, or even in our business, in the speaking business, there are people like, I took a, I took a workshop on storytelling and I, I can't get the phone to ring. It's like, pick up the phone. 
you know, and, and what, I, what I've seen in you and the growth and this other new multi-million dollar business that you've built and growing as well is the thread is you're still willing to do the things that other people aren't. And I think that's what's going to separate. And, and like, like I said, I don't, I don't mean to, 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 to dominate this, but I'm such a believer as I've watched you do it. Um, the first one on this list is you're talking about building a rock solid reputation is patience. Take us through a couple more. What are some of the other things that, because I look at the list and, and if you're okay, I can read a few of these things. You're talking about being patient and kind and confident and humble and gentle and selfless and, and all of these things that really make somebody, somebody that you want to be around and work with. What's missing on this list, and I want you to address this because what's glaring to me um, is where is, where is the, the bold and the, um, I guess it's there and courageous, but where's the entrepreneurial where is the, the resilience and, the, and, the, and what we celebrate so much in the culture today of people who are doing outrageous and bold things? Mm -hmm. Why is that missing from your list? Well, let's talk about the 13, okay? So let me just give them to y'all quickly, sure. right? It's patient and kind, confident and humble, gentle, um, selfless, calm, forgiving, honest, courageous, faithful, optimistic, and perseverant. Those are the 13. <clears throat> the reason I know those 13 is because where that list actually comes from is from 1 Corinthians 13. It's the love chapter that you hear at every freaking wedding. Right. Love is nobody, patient. Right. Love is patient. Love is right. kind. It is not arrogant. It does not boast. But what we did is we kind of said, you know, okay, like, and, and this is for us, you know, we're big, you know, Bible thumping Jesus freaks. Like we're a Christian people. Um, so for us, we're going, okay, if love is what we're called to do, what does love look like in a practical sense? So, and we said, okay, well, this is where it's most clearly described. And we just said, let's boil it down to 13 traits rather than, you know, there's all these words that, that um, the writer uses there, but is, so to your question, whether or not you, you know, have spiritual beliefs or whatever, those 13 traits, the entrepreneurial part to me the boldness part to me is captured in a couple of them. Okay. So, and it's towards the end. So it's courageous, faithful, optimistic, and perseverant. Okay. Those are the last four. Sure. So, so courage, right, is, is doing it while you're scared. It's not not being scared. It's doing it while you're scared. That's right. what entrepreneurship is all about. Entrepreneurship is also optimism. It's like every given, every day, there's things that happen that make you think for a moment that the whole thing is going to fall apart. So obedience, obedience, like the belief in something is demonstrated by action. O obedience is demonstrated by action. So the fact that you move on in the face of setbacks. The fact that you keep working, the fact that is faith, right? Faith people think of as like, you sit and you have faith, you believe kind of like a, the secret, right? Like I sit, I ask, believe and receive. To me, that's not faith. Faith is you're working your butt off in a direction because right. you believe that that work is gonna pay off. And, and look, the, the evidence, the only evidence that I have of this is my entire life and every other successful person that I've ever met and studied and read about, which is that, you know, you kind of almost think that, oh, you know, these billionaires, like there's some magic thing, but it's like, then you actually meet them and you go, no, 
these people operate by a set of simple principles. And instead of wasting their life looking for the escalator, looking for the shortcut, they get busy operating by a certain, certain set of principles. Now, not every successful person has all the principles, but a lot, and that's why a lot of success blows up in people's face. Like right. a lot of them lose their, their, you know, their, <clears throat> but isn't, money. but isn't it also because we've seen some of these instant millionaires because they stumbled on something that people grab. I struggle this with my kids, my kids in their teens and early twenties is they see, Oh, though that guy sold stuff out of his trunk and now he's a millionaire. So I'm going to go do that too. It's like, yeah, you don't know what happened in the 30 years after and how many failures or so-and-so had, you know, I, I saw an interesting list. I was at a, a PR forum and when we, they talk about their top influencers and for millennials, the top six of the top 10 were YouTube stars of the mm -hmm. people that, that influenced them the most. It's not a mother Teresa. It's not Steve Jobs. They're YouTube stars. And here was the interesting part. It was the first six on the list. And when we grew up, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's astronaut and fireman or whatever else. Number one on the list is YouTube star. That's what they want to be. Because they think if I just talk into a microphone, we screw around whatever, we're going to be millionaires. And there is that mindset that has, has grown about shortcuts and shortcuts and shortcuts. And the reality is the ones who are doing well, what you teach, what you espouse, is there is a mindset. There is a process there is a vision and a path to get there. And if you're willing to do the hard work, you have a chance of building that reputation, that brand that, um, that other people want a part of. Yeah. And we, you know, we love YouTube. Like we want you to have lots of followers, but I'll tell you this, especially in our business now, I know a lot of people that are Twitter rich and dollar broke. Yeah. I also know a lot of people who are dollar rich. There's a tweet, by the way. Broke. There's a tweet there, right? By, by the way, at Rory Vaden, Twitter yes. rich and, and dollar broke. Yeah. Or, or I know people who are dollar broke or dollar rich and family broke, right? I, right. I, I know, I know, know people that. who are, are Facebook friend rich, but real friend broke. And, and, and that's the thing where it's like, we believe in reach. We believe in visibility. We believe in lots of YouTube subscribers, lots of email downloads, lots of, lots of fans and followers. But at the end of the day, like that personal brand, the superficial stuff, like that doesn't support, that doesn't provide the foundation for a rock solid life or rock solid business. A rock solid reputation, like real life human, like being a real great person. And really, when you're driven from service, that's where the magic happens, right? Because, and, 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 and the, to me, the, the danger of, you know, personal branding is the ego chase. And this is, you know, this is something I did. I've spent so much of my time trying to pursue a number or an award or a title. Right. It's um, the dopamine hit. It's look, it how, look how many people, you know, saw, I, I posted a, a video of my old band got back together and we did some singing and there's like, you know, 2000 hits in a day on it. And I get that big dopamine hit. Look how many people watch this video. But um, I have an old boss used to say, here, you have so many great little quips. Here's, an, here's a good one. He says, when you do that, it's like peeing in your pants. It'll give you a warm feeling for a minute, but it's not going to do you much good in the long run. <laughs> right? So, so, so let me ask you this. Um, as we sort of come closer to the end here, for those who are listening right now, if, you were gonna, if they were going to self-diagnose that they have fallen into these traps. There's, I mean, there's no shortage of people that love to be on social media. I love it. I connect with friends. I get the dopamine hit when there's a, but if they were going to self-diagnose, what questions would you ask them 
to sort of gauge where they are and where they may be falling short in the personal brand building and reputation building process? Super simple. If nobody was watching, would you still do what you're doing? Like if you, if, if you were posting, like if, if you were posting because you felt like it was the message inside of you to deliver to the world, if you felt that this was my calling, it's my duty to share because this is how I serve. This is what I believe in. Even if it wasn't popular, take the stairs, a great example of that. I mean, people said a book on discipline. No one will ever read that. Like no one will ever buy a book on discipline. They don't want it. Um, you know, a few hundred thousand copies later, different story because it's the message of the heart. Now, now, now at the flip side, that book was not four hour work week, right? Like it didn't sell millions of copies. Right. It doesn't matter. Like that was the truth that I felt like I had to share. Um, that, so you, you, you don't want to do what's popular, do what you believe in. Um, and, and, and that is the thing is like, is my social media feed filtered by what I think people will like, or is it filtered by how do I think I can best be of service to them? Right. Is what I'm providing of real value. And, and that's, you know, that is the content strategy. Like that's our content strategy. Uh, now we've been dark on social media for over a year, but we're just about to come back because I have all new profiles that I have to rebuild. Sure. But, but, but let, me, let me challenge one thing on that because, because sure. I'm, I'm all in. However, what if what somebody really believes to their core, they're passionate about, that they want to share, that they want to espouse, they want to shout from the rooftop and the top of the, uh, the soapbox um, is so obscure that there isn't an audience for it? Yeah. And somebody says, I, I mean, that's the, we ha don't we have to connect what it is, what we want to say with what somebody wants to hear? I mean, isn't yeah, there's there, a lot there, of things we have to connect. Can't I would say we can't divorce that. It can't be solely based on who we are and what we're passionate about. If, if all of that is about, you know, dog polishing, you know, on stage and, and, and nobody cares. Yeah. So, so yeah. for those who are listening, who are saying, yeah, but answer that objection. So that gets into the real like technicalities of, of launching a personal brand. And so, you know, we take people through these four phases and one is called brand identification. And it's, we, we walk people through an exercise called the brand DNA helix. And it's, it's six questions that you answer. And there's not a right answer to any of the six questions. It's just six sets of your answers. And then what we look for is the overlap. Wherever the overlap is, is and, and so I'll give you, you know, the genesis of a personal brand is, is answering in one word, what problem do you solve? Um, then it's asking, it's balancing that with, okay, these are the problems I could solve. There's a list. Then you ask, what am I passionate about? There's a list. Then you say, what have I researched? In other words, what do I have formal education on? There's a list. Then you say, what do I have results in? Which is something you taught me when I was 20 years old. What have I earned the right to talk about because I've actually freaking done it? So that's a list. And then the last two questions are what would people buy from you and what business do you want to be in? And the overlap, so there is an economic element of this. Right. Uh, there has to be a connection. To There's a reason why we're doing it. Right. So, so that's a, a part of that. How, how long, so really quickly, and, and we're short on time, how much, um, the, the process for those who come in and work with the brand builders group, is it a one-on-one -on -one thing? Um, I know you do group sessions as well. How long is that? Because I've sort of watched it online. 
Oh yeah. Well, our primary uh, thing is one-on-one. -on -one. That's like part of, part of what our uniqueness is. Um, but you know, we have all sorts of, we have some virtual stuff. We do live events. We, we can do one-on-one -on -one, like deep dives and stuff. But what you should do is, is we do the first call with everybody one-on-one -on -one for free. So that's how we start with everybody. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, one of the big celebrities we worked with, or if you're like brand new, um, if you go to brandbuildersgroup.com slash visibility coach, then um, you'll see a little form that you can fill out and just request a free call. And we'll take you through these six questions. We'll start going, okay, like, you know, what problems do you think you solve? What are you passionate about? But, um, you know, the, it, all of it is, is in an attempt to, to figure out something which is a piece of advice that I learned from a mentor that I think is somebody that we were both mentored by, by Larry Wingate. Um, and Larry has this one line that he said, which changed, like rocked my world. Um, he said, you should find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. Find your uniqueness so you can exploit it in the service of others. Now, Larry wasn't really in the business of teaching people how to do that. He, his personal brand was about lots of other stuff, but we've kind of created what we think is a good process to actually help someone find their uniqueness and then exploit it in the service of others, which is like expand their reach, you know, and, and build their, you know, following and so forth. But that's, you know, brandbuildersgroup.com slash visibility coach. You can, you can request a, um, a special free call and, you know, we'll just talk to you. Absolutely. Talking to Rory Vaden, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling author. We won't go through all of that again. Um, what a treat. Um, if they're interested in you beyond the Brand Builders Group, you, you're also a keynote speaker as well, um, learning more about you. Where do they find you online and where do they connect with you on social media? Yeah, I mean, you can you can go find me, but I, honestly, I would just say go to brandbuildersgroup.com slash visibility coach. And then, you know, if you if you want, you can, you know, reply, but you'll you'll start, you'll start, you'll find me um, from there. But um, yeah, I'm out there. We're, we're about to relaunch our, our new podcast and social and all that kind of stuff. And um, Well, I trust that you will have me and we'll continue this conversation uh, on your platform as well. Yes, we will. And, and I will continue to get um, free consulting from you as I have my entire <laughs> life. But and, and, and back at you, my friend, back at you. Hey, listen, everybody, thanks for listening into this one. I want to remind you that the Very Visible Business Podcast is sponsored by the Customer Experience Advantage morning huddle your next million dollar idea will likely come from your own team but only if you create the space for challenging powerful internal conversations you can learn how membership and the customer experience advantage can give you the content and the questions and the tools to facilitate a week a weekly morning huddle with your team learn more and you can watch sample video lessons by visiting thecxadvantage.com. Be sure to click to like this podcast, hit the subscribe button, and to see the video version of this interview, it's on my website at davidaveron.com and it is on YouTube as well. And you wanna learn more about my speaking and consulting, visit me at visibilityinternational.com. Also pick up a copy of my brand new book, Why Customers Leave and How to Win Them Back. It was just named by Forbes as one of the seven business books that entrepreneurs need to read. Uh, it is on Kindle and audiobook and everything else in my voice. You can even ask Alexa and say, oh, there she comes alive. Say, Alexa, play Why Customers Leave by David Avrin. Let's see if she does it. I think she's going to. Oh, no, she didn't. But it does. It works. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Rory, thanks for being with us. Hit subscribe and uh, check out some of the other 
episodes as well. Thanks. For past and future episodes, be sure to subscribe at theverryvisiblebusiness.com. You can also learn more about David Averin's keynote speaking and consulting at visibilityinternational.com. Connect with us on social media and check out David Averin's latest book, Visibility Marketing at amazon.com. This has been the Very Visible Business Podcast with David Averin. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.